In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Chai Yisura, we read the fascinating story where Avram sends his servant Eliezer to go and find a wife for his son Yitzchak. And Eliezer, of course, goes, and through a number of miraculous events, he's able to find Rivka, who's destined to marry Yitzchak, and become the second of our matriarchs. When Eliezer comes back to Israel, Canaan then, with Yitzchak, so the Pasuk says something very interesting. It says, Yitzchak brought her to the tent of Sarah, his mother. Now, Sarah had long passed away already, and yet it says the tent of Sarah, his mother. What's the Pasuk telling us? Rashi tells us from the Medrash that Yitzchak saw by Rivka certain miracles that he only saw by Sarah, his mother. And when he saw those miracles that happened with Rivka, he knew that she was truly a righteous woman, a tzaddikis like his mother Sarah, and he married her. What were those miracles? So the first miracle is that the candle that she would light before Shabbos, we know that our Oves and Imois, our patriarchs and matriarchs, fulfilled the mitzvahs even before the giving of Torah, so that the candle that she would light before Shabbos would miraculously last the entire week, from one Shabbos till the next. He saw that first by his mother, Sarah, that miracle, the miracle of the long-lasting Shabbos candle. Now he sees it by Rivka, and he realizes again that she's a tzaddikis, she's a righteous woman, like his mother, and therefore these miracles are happening for her. So this is the first time we read about this amazing miracle of the candle, that little candle that's lit and lasts for an entire week. Interestingly, last week in the Haftorah that we read after the Torah reading, we read a similar miracle, from the book of Malachim, and that's from the prophet Elisha, the Navi Elisha. A woman comes to Elisha, she says, my husband has passed away, and I have to, I have, uh, the debtors are coming to collect money, they want to take my children, I, I'm, a, I'm a pauper, help me. And Elisha asks her what she has, and she says, all I have left is one little flask of oil. Elisha tells her, go out and get yourself empty vessels, as many empty vessels as you can find. When you have all those empty vessels, you'll pour from the flask of oil into the vessels and you'll fill all the vessels with oil. And from the proceeds of that oil, you'll live. And that's exactly what happens. She goes out and she gets empty vessels, many empty vessels, and then she starts pouring from that small flask of oil. And as long as she had vessels, the oil kept on pouring. She filled an untold amount of vessels with oil and that's how she was able to live happily. Again, a miracle. A miracle of the small flask of oil that's able to fill so many um, multiply in such a way that it fills so many vessels with that, from that tiny flask. So although we have here two miracles, yet there's an interesting difference between them. One is a miracle that's more qualitative, and one is more quantitative. So when we talk about the oil, initially there was a tiny quantity of oil, and then that tiny quantity of oil became untold amount of vessels filled with oil. So a little bit became a lot. The quantity expanded and multiplied many, many times over. A miracle in quantity. When we have the miracle of this week's Parsha, the miracle of Rivka and Sarah's Shabbos candles, it doesn't say that the oil expanded, that the amount of oil expanded. Rather, that little bit of oil that they placed in the candle for Shabbos burnt for seven days. Normally, it might burn for an hour or two or three or four. And here... The quality of the oil was such, or became such, miraculously, that it was able to burn for much longer than naturally it should. So here, sometimes Hashem does a, a miracle by expanding the quality, like in the story of the oil of Sarah and Rivka's Shabbos candle, 
and sometimes by expanding the quantity, like the story of the oil in the story of Elisha. Which brings us to an interesting question, it's interestingly a halachic question, and that is, what happened by the miracle of Hanukkah? The most famous of miracles with oil, of course, is the miracle of Hanukkah, where again, they found one flask of oil, they put it in the menorah, and it burned for eight days. Um, actually, this Shabbos blesses the month of Kislev, uh, at the end of which we have the month, the month of Hanukkah coming up. And the question is asked, what exactly happened with that oil in the, Hanukkah, in the menorah of Hanukkah? Was it a quantity miracle or was it a quality miracle? A quantity miracle would mean that Hashem just kept on recreating more oil so that every day after the oil burned, the candles refilled themselves or the flask refilled itself. There was a miracle of more quantity of oil. That's one option. <coughs> Excuse me. The other option is that the quality of the oil changed and every day only one-eighth of the flask um, um, of oil was consumed and yet it lasted an entire day so the quality was expanded in other words was the Hanukkah miracle more like the miracle of Sarah and Rivka's Shabbos candles where the quality expanded or was the Hanukkah miracle more like the miracle of Elisha and that flask of oil where the quantity expanded and interestingly from a halachic perspective both of these ways are somewhat problematic to say that it was a quantity miracle, which means that Hashem every day just miraculously created new oil for the Hanukkah candles of the Beis HaMikdash, or for the candles of the Beis HaMikdash during the Hanukkah story. The problem with that is because the mitzvah is that the menorah must be lit with olive oil. It's very clear in the Torah. It has to be Shemen Zayis Zoch, clear olive oil. Not miracle oil. Miracle oil isn't olive oil. Miracle oil doesn't come from olives. So if Hashem was just adding oil every day, miraculously would create another flask of oil, that oil might have been problematic for the menorah because it's not olive oil. It doesn't come from an olive. On the other hand, if we take the other approach, that it was a qualitative miracle, and the quality of the oil became such that every eighth of a, of a flask was able to burn for an entire night, again, a qualitative miracle, the problem with that is that means that every night when they filled the menorah, they didn't fill the entire candle holder or candle holder in the menorah with oil. The mitzvah is that each night it should be filled with oil. If every night they were losing one-eighth of the oil, then each night it wasn't being filled. So both of these ways have halachic difficulties. And of course, there is a lot of discussion about this. The Rebbe suggests a third approach in what happened by the Hanukkah menorah. The Rebbe says that the quality of the oil didn't change and the quantity of the oil didn't change either. Rather, the fire burnt the oil and the oil wasn't consumed. Similar to what we find by Hashem's first famous revelation to Moshe Rabbeinu, when Hashem reveals himself to him, to Moshe, in the burning bush, and as the Pasuk says, the bush is burning and yet it's not consumed. And this miracle is the greatest of all three options. Because, see, we have our rules, our rules of logic. Our rules of logic is that if oil is burning, it's going to be, if, light, if a fire is burning off oil, it's going to consume the oil. So we can understand that miraculously we're replenishing the oil, the quantitative miracle. Miraculously, the oil is a stronger quality. These things we can somewhat understand. But for us to say, it is burning, it's the same oil, but it's not being consumed, that defies our ability to understand. There's a contradiction here. How could it be that it's burning and not being consumed? 
However, we have to understand that the contradictions that we have is based on our rules of logic. Hashem is not governed by our rules of logic. Hashem created logic and its rules. He governs logic. Logic doesn't govern Him. And therefore, sometimes miracles happen in a way that we just don't have a way of explaining. It's Hashem inserting Himself and saying, it's my world and I'll do it this way. And that's what the miracle of the Minerva was about. If the it was regular oil, regular olive oil, and that's why it was kosher for the Minerva. And it was entirely full, and it was burning, and yet the oil kept on being there. It was feeding the fire at the same time it wasn't being consumed. This then solved both halachic problems. The, the miracle of the Besamikdash wasn't qualitative, and it wasn't quantitative. It was Hashem inserting Himself and saying, this oil is going to feed the fire, while this oil is not being consumed, and this works because I'm Hashem, and this is my home in the Beis HaMikdash. I say this specifically as we stand today in a time of war, Klal Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, and throughout the world, really, because we're all one family, are at war. Many times we're, of course, obviously naturally concerned, worried, afraid sometimes, and we have to remember that we're in the hands of Hashem. And we're in the hands of Hashem, and Hashem governs nature and governs logic. And sometimes we don't have a way to figure this out. We don't see how. What's the answer? How could it work out? How could things happen in a way that, that should be truly happy and truly successful? Sometimes our logic can't find the answer. And we have to remember that logic, as wonderful as it is, doesn't govern the world. Hashem governs the world. And Hashem governs the world, and we dive into Hashem. And for sure, Hashem is with us, and Hashem blesses. Klal Yisrael, the Yidin of Eretz Yisrael, the soldiers of Eretz Yisrael, and Hashem should help, we should see miraculous success on every level, in every way, in this war, in all battles, in all difficulties, by everyone personally, by all of us collectively, and very soon to be able to, to light again the Menera in the base of Mikdash with the coming of Mashiach Sidkenu, true salvation for all, may it be speedily today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.